Alright, so Super Bowl is over. Uh, Tom Brady got his seventh ring. And, of course, the well-deserved adulation begins. But I'm noticing that I say he's one of the GOATs. So, to me, that's a compliment, right? One of the GOATs. One of the best of all time. Uh, but for a lot of people, it's clear that he's just the best. And another thing I noticed, too, if you know you say something otherwise... And, you know, you start to have a healthy debate about it, etc. And after a while, I noticed the other person has nothing, nothing else to say. They just call you a hater. So I'm like, bro, I'm not. I don't think I'm a hater. Like I admit, he's one of the greatest. I'm open to having the discussion. I'm open to saying I'm wrong. But to me, like, you should understand your criteria for greatness. And I spoke about this before, but you know, just wanted to revisit it because you know Brady just got a seventh. It's unprecedented unprecedented right i think the only other qbs with multiple or the highest the next two highest are at four so he's almost double them um but to me i i still stand by this i don't think the number of rings equal greatness especially in a team sport now in basketball i can see it being a little bit more important but i still don't think it's the end all or the best indicator of greatness um being because basketball, you play two ways. On top of that, you're one of five. So you have a much more of an impact than one out, of, one out of 11 at a time, right? One out of 22 overall. And if you count special teams, one out of 33. Now, granted, the quarterback probably has the most effect on the offensive side of the ball. But that being said, I still don't know if championships are a great indicator. And... The reason why I say this is, like, let's go basketball first real quick. So is Phil Jackson the greatest coach ever? Now he coached Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and Shaq uh, at the time. Um, so he has the most rings, right? Is he better than Popovich or even Larry Brown, who didn't have the caliber of players he had, um, but still won, right? So it depends how you determine that. Um, to me, what Larry Brown did was he took so, great players, don't get me wrong, great players, but they weren't thought of as a, near the best at their position. They're like top 10 maybe in each category, but he made them play well. But on top of that, every team he went to, they started winning. You could tell the difference, the impact he had. I think same with Popovich, like granted he had Duncan, so who knows. But if you go basketball straight up um, and if you say rings equal greatness, then it's it's a done deal right there. It's uh, Bill Russell is the greatest basketball player ever. Then all his teammates that were along with him for the other rings, if some of them probably have eight, nine. They're the second, third, fourth, fifth best, right? And then you go into Scottie Pippen being better than Kobe um, and uh, Scottie Pippen being better than Magic. Uh, so, you know, I'm... Dennis Rodman being as equal as Kobe. I mean, then you, you kind of get into a, a circumstance where it kind of debunks that that debate or de debunks that point, right? Um, because you can't say, oh, no, it only matters when it's uh, Jordan being the number of rings. when he's. That's how I know he's better than LeBron because he has six. But if you debunk it, if you dive down, well, like, what about the other people who have six? And are they better than LeBron? You're like, no, of course not. Then you say he's the main guy. Well, I mean, 
Kobe was the main guy for two, right? Shaq was the main guy for three. So what? What? How do you determine that, right? And then on top of that, like you can't help your team, right? Like to me, the two best NBA performances I've seen in finals is uh, Dwayne Wade and Dirk Nowitzki. Dwayne Wade with the Heat, the first time he won his championship against the Mavericks, and then the Mavericks against the Heat um, when they had LeBron them. So. It really, to me, depends on so many other factors. But, you know, if you want to go into just chips for football, let's stick with football. And let's stick with quarterbacks because that's the most important position, right? Um, there's several QBs with multiple rings, right? You have Bradshaw. You have uh, Bart Starr. You have um, Montana, et cetera, et cetera. But... In more recent years, like Eli is Eli and Peyton have two, along with uh, Brady, who has that seven, right? So, if we go off your people's arguments, I should say Eli Manning is better than Aaron Rodgers. Eli Manning is better than um, Philip Rivers by far. Uh, Big Ben is better than Rodgers as well, etc. Um, and Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco are all equal with Rodgers, Favre, all that, right? Because they all got one. Um, Big Ben, Elway, and the Mannings are all equal because they got two, right? Uh, I wonder how much does Staubach have? Three? Two or three? So they're, they're all equal. It doesn't matter. Um, so, so that's when it gets really, really iffy to me. Um, stick with football Charles Haley is the greatest defensive player ever he has five I think he has five or six so he's the greatest ever uh, defensive player forget Ray Lewis forget LT uh, forget Reggie White forget all those players because Charles Charles Haley has five or six right um, and then we can even go into other positions so this is my prime example this is my best example no disrespect right here but best running back I've ever seen is uh Barry Sanders. Now, he and Emmett Smith would take turns being the rushing leader. Um, but if you look at back at the collective, Emmett Smith has three rings. He was the main focal point of that offense. I forgot Troy Aikman was QB. He has three three rings too. So Troy Aikman is better than all those guys, pretty much, right? But anyway, Emmett Smith has three rings. All the stats. He has the most rushing yards. I think most rushing touchdowns, etc. So he's clearly better than Barry Sanders. Now, I got to admit, I, I gave Emmett Smith too little credit. Because when he went to Arizona, I think the first year he was a little banged up. But the second year, at that age, he, and in that, with that team, he still got close to 1,000 yards. I think he got 900. So he proved to be an animal. And even when he was with the Cowboys, I think they, they brought along like Chris Warren, who was like a legitimate 1,000 yard rusher for the Seahawks and Emma Smith kept them at bay kept them well below that second string he stayed there he did not get many reps so it's clear Emmett Smith is great but I still think Barry Sanders was more amazing um, and I still think if you put Barry Sanders on that Cowboys team you might get three again so you know for me it's hard to say Another thing that's going to be real sacrilegious that I think people are going to get mad at is, um, and I'm not saying this is a guarantee. I'm saying it's close. But I do think there's an argument 
that Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson are greater than Jerry Rice. Now, I know people are going to get pissed, right? But Jerry Rice had, well, first of all, Montana won two, I think, without Rice. Then Jerry Rice had Joe Montana throwing to him, then Steve Young. Then he had like a pro bowler in Rich Gannon throwing to him. Um, so he, he got his yards. Like If you said Jerry Rice is greater because of his longevity and consi- consistency, I'd say you got a really strong argument. But if you look at Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson, let's stick with Randy Moss first because Calvin Johnson at least had like a, a stable quarterback throughout his career. But if you look at Randy Moss, um, re- he rebuilt Randall Cunningham's career. Made, gave him a comeback. He rebuilt Jeff George's career. He made Dante Culpepper. Uh, he made Brad Johnson in one of his best statistical years ever. Um, when he was finally with Tom Brady, he shattered Jerry Rice's record. I shouldn't say shattered, but he broke it. Uh, so it's clear that Randy Moss, for the majority of his career, vast majority of his career, um, was unstoppable. Unstoppable, more unstoppable than I think Jerry Rice at that time. Because you forget who Randy Moss was um, had at QB. Um, no disrespect, uh, but Randy Moss really changed the game, and it didn't matter if you double or even triple teamed him, kind of like Calvin Johnson um, as well. Like it really didn't matter; they were still going to win. So, to me, it's not clear, right, that uh, Jerry Rice is the greatest. Even though Jerry Rice has what three rings and Randy Moss and Calvin Johnson have zero, um, I think even John Elway he has two right. He didn't get those two until Terrell Davis came came along, and Terrell Davis became the focal point um, to win the first ring. And even even in the second one, like if the Broncos had to face the Vikings at the time who were 15 and 1 and I think the Falcons upset them but everyone thought the Falcons were going to lose everyone knew that the Vikings were the better team um, I think it would have been an interesting Super Bowl you know what I mean like would Elway have two and would Elway ever get his Super Bowl MVP he did against the Falcons but I think that was a much better matchup so you really got to dissect the numbers now when you look at Brady once again, there's no denying his greatness. So don't take this as a diss per se. It just to me it's just spitting off facts. He, he inherited a, a wild card team. So I know everyone's like sixth round, but they had Drew Bledsoe, who's a Pro Bowl quarterback at the time. Like you wouldn't expect them to draft up high for a quarterback. But by doing that, he had the ability to inherit a team with a solid defense. And if you remember the first three uh, Super Bowls, he was a game manager. Um, he did have to be very clutch. He had to be very poised. Can't take that away from him. But the responsibility wasn't solely on him. It was keep the game in check and um, Vinatieri would kick the field goal. Vinatieri's clutch, right? Um, after that, you know, the division kind of weakened. And I, I'm not trying to hate on... Um, Brady by just keeping it real like he wasn't going up against the best teams at the time right the Dolphins um who was he the Jets I mean the Jets I mean those two 
those two teams weren't really doing well, and, and the Bills, they weren't really doing that well for a while. Um, but you can't take anything away from him. He did what he had to do, and he still won. Now, if you put Peyton in that system, if you put Breeze or Rodgers in that system, in that circumstance, would they have still won? I think it's interesting to, at the very least, right? And if, and if you reverse that, if you took Tom Brady off and put him on the Chargers initially, then the Saints with Sean Payton, or put him in Green Bay, um, how many would he have won? I, and it, it's hard. Like I still think he would have won more than um, more than Breeze. So I, I give him the nod over Breeze. I don't know if more than Rodgers. Like some of the things Aaron Rodgers does. It's crazy because Rodgers made a lot of players look great. He he got them paid. You know what I mean? He got them like people looking at them like, wow, they're legit. And then after they left, nothing. Oh, Peyton, Peyton did that more than anybody. Um, Marvin Harrison was there one year before. He, had, he never had a thousand yard season, I think. Um, he had Reggie Wayne, etc. Reggie Wayne was, of course, solid. But he made Austin Colley a thousand yard receiver. He made Pierre Garçon a thousand-yard receiver and got Pierre Garçon paid. Um, even after Dallas Clark had another tight end, I think he got him paid at, at uh, when he was with the Colts. And then if you look at Demarius Tom Thomas, um, Eric Decker, Brandon Stokely, like their best seasons were with Peyton, um, and by far is a steep increase and drop off once Peyton was gone, right? So that's that's how great he was, um, and I mean same thing. Brady would have done the same thing, I think. But I just think it's it's different and unique situations that really help in a team sport. You get one of the greatest defensive coaches or greatest coaches ever um, for like twenty years of your career. You're going to benefit quite a bit. Uh, you have a great GM that surrounds you guys with good talent. And to Brady's credit, he took less money. So that the team could rebuild. So he was intelligent with that, right? But if you just say, "Oh, it's because of rings, seven rings," then I'm like, ah, I, don't, "I don't, I don't know, I don't know." You really have to break it down. So once, so let's say you go with my argument, you take away rings, and then you try to uh, figure out what makes greatness. I, I say numbers. So that's if you told me Brady was the greatest because it's the numbers and win percentage and comebacks. I'd be like, yeah, I'm on board with that. If you say because of rings, then I'm kind of like, yeah, because when he has to make a fourth quarter comeback, that's on him, right? Because usually if you'd make a comeback, you're throwing the ball quite a bit. Um, the pressure's on you. If you go win percentage, because he's played so long, he's went through so many different teammates, he's the constant. So I agree with that. But if you go just with rings only, I mean, he like I said, weaker division, um, really strong coach. So you, you kind of benefit from that. And you benefit from that uh, with that. That's how you can get the comeback wins and the win percentage and the stats. But to me, it's just a little bit, you got to dissect a little bit more, right? I look at impact. So that's why I do give Brady credit. But you go to the Tampa Bay Bucks, and you win another one in the first year. It's not like the N N NBA where you can just do pile on teams. doesn't necessarily work like that. Now... I will say he did join the stack team. That's the other thing people don't think about. He joined the team with 2,000 yard receivers. Uh, who else joined him? Oh, all pro Gronk. Oh, all pro Leonard Fournette. And then, oh, 
the past five years or so, I mean, before he had all his bad habits or whatever, AB was considered like top two or three receiver. AB joined them. So he had a stacked team. On top of that, it was already a stacked defense with Suh, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Shaq Barrett, right? So it was a stacked defense he was joining. It wasn't like he was joining like a lower tier team. Um, he was clearly an upgrade. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front on that. He was clearly an upgrade, but um, and, and, and I'll say not like the NF, NBA. Like the NFL takes a while to gel, and just because you get the best players doesn't mean you can win. So it did take a lot of leadership on his end to make it work. So you got to give props for that. But just rings alone, I'm not I'm not. That's just my personal opinion. I'm not buying that for a team sport. Because um, like I said, if you go with that assumption or that kind of mentality, then we already know who our best players are. Just just look at how many rings everyone has, right? And I don't think that's fully, fully accurate. It's fully, not, not fair either, right? Like, like Dan Marino, I still feel bad for. I mean, that guy, what that guy did in that 84 season when he threw for 5,000 yards and 48 touchdowns against people that around that time, it was, I think it was common to, for people, quarterbacks to throw about 2,500 yards. Not saying that they didn't go over 3,000 or whatever, but I think it was more common to go around 2,500. And to be almost double. The average to me is crazy because when I think Breeze was hitting 5,000 yards and Peyton was throwing 5,000 yards, 4,000 yards was pretty common by then. So it wasn't like a big stretch. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Personally, like rings to me don't always do it. We can get into basketball too because I I don't think rings do it too. I mean, you lucky you joined the Lakers. <laughs> You're going to get some rings for a while, right? For the most part. So. Uh, I think I think if you dissect it a little more, there's more to think about. Um, but that's just my opinion. Anyway, I'm blowing up, but um, that's just what I think. All right, shoot.